Amen, amen. Going to jump right on in here today. And our message is follow the shepherd. And I thought, if you want good directions, you need to have a good guide. Amen. Well, we've got a good God that's good all the time. And uh, he is our shepherd. You know, the Lord is our shepherd. And like Tanya mentioned, we've really been having some good studies on Tuesday nights. Um, it's a fantastic time. And I just want to invite everybody, like she said, from 7 to 8. Everything we do, we meet here. So it's, if you say, well, I don't know where you're going to be, we're going to be here from 7 to 8 on Tuesdays. And I promise it will be a blessing. I promise that there's no pressure, there's no test, there's no final exams. How's that say? That's a good thing, right? We're going to get together and uh, go through the word of the Lord and uh, just let him be our teacher, Holy Spirit, be our teacher. So we've really been learning a lot, like she said, about desert times. And uh, how many, let me ask you, how many times uh, do you feel like you're in the desert in your spiritual walk sometimes? Sometimes there's, there's, there's dry times. There's sometimes there's times it's just like, man, uh, I just can't get over this hill, this mountain. But I'm going to tell you today, I believe the Lord is going to bring a lot from the study from Tuesday night into the message today that we can uh, really sink our teeth into. And uh, one of the things, I, I might have done this a while back, but it's, it catches you off guard a lot. I'm going to ask you this question. And I want you to, to just think a minute. And, and here it is. What do you think the number one killer is in the desert? You know, is it scorpions? Is it dying of thirst? Is it, you know, freezing at night? Y'all think anybody got a good answer just thinking around there? What do you think? Got some good answers. Good answers in there. Answers, answers, answers. What's that? Were you there Tuesday? Actually, how about flash flooding? I tell you what, it's amazing. That is the number one thing. And it's crazy. You would never thought. And my mother-in-law's going, what is he doing up there? <laughs> Flash flood. See, if you were there Tuesday, Grandmama, I could have <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm a, I ain't going to know something. I ain't going to get any meatballs this time on the surgery. I can see it now. That's my use of my healing medicine there. But yeah, that's what we learned. And I did the same thing. I'm just going, what are you talking about? And so we were learning through our studies that that is the number one thing. And what happens is they have rainstorms come up periodically. And when they do, man, they really let loose. And what happens is, is that water comes down. I mean, it's just coming down. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll just show you a picture of it in just a second. But what happens is that sand is not the same like buckrow, where it kind of absorbs a few things. And this right here is where we're going to kind of launch off from. I want you to take a look. If you've got your Bibles, open to Matthew chapter 7. Uh, verse 24, and, and this is all going to pull together. And it starts out here, it says, All who listen to my instructions and follow them are wise like a man who builds his house on solid rock. Now, this is going to tie in because I, when I've heard that, and we're going to dig in a little bit deeper through the, the, that chapter, I always pictured Buckrow Beach, somebody building on the sand. You know, Pier 1. You know, y'all remember any? Y'all remember that? Finally washed out and stuff like that. But, but we get a little bit better understanding as we go deeper into studies on Tuesday nights. You know, we do different videos and things like that, and it really pulls it in. So it's a little bit different setup. But one of the things that they talk about, they have what is called a wadi. Let me show you this. And that's, this is really like that. If you can look up through the middle, I'll put my finger up in here. What happens is when they get the rain back on the other side of the mountains and dunes and stuff like that, all that hard rock will not absorb the water. So it comes down the other side through these little gullies, this wadi. And if you happen to be around there, man, you're gone. I had some other info on here I wanted to share with you. It says, you know, that sometimes it can create a wall of water during those flood times, right? 30 to, to 10 to 30 feet high. Waves come crashing down and destroying everything, man, in all those low-lying areas. And I know sometimes we can really relate to that. Maybe not so much 
the, the, the waves that day, but we understand the power of some water. We understand how things can change and things can be, if we're in a low-lying area, that we can be in a bad situation. So when Jesus is teaching to the crowd about all this, it, it really opens up some other uh, avenues. Because, again, like I said, that, that Wadi area, the sand is so different. It's like broken, broken rock over the years and things like that. So it doesn't absorb. You know, I was thinking, you know, sometimes our heart gets like that. It gets kind of hard from the things of the world. We kind of toughen it up. And then when God goes to, to open up and, and share things with it, it kind of bounces off because what? We get, we get a little prideful. We get a little hard-headed, hard-hearted. But I'm going to tell you what, we're going to walk through that today. But just to give you a background, that's a good test question to bring somebody in on. What do you think the number one killer is in the desert? You know, they'll say, what are you thinking, man? So let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? All right. Well, I'm going to get to our scripture and unpack this a little bit. I'm going to kind of, I like doing a preaching and a teaching. We're going to kind of unfold that. So I read this first verse, but we're going to capture the whole thing together. So Matthew 7, 24 through 27. If you got your Bibles, if not, you got most of the things listed up here. But I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. And it says, ready? Here we go. It says, all who listen to my instructions and follow them are wise. Now, we're going we're to pick this thing apart. Listen and hearing is a lot different. We talk about that many times, right? Let's keep on going. Listening, following, and applying. All right? It says, follow them are wise like a man who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood rise and the storm winds beat against the house, it won't collapse for it is built on the rock. Who is our rock? Jesus. You know, we try to to do a lot of things on our own, but we need to be grounded in what Christ has done and understand that and go from there. All right. Let's keep on rolling. Then he says the other side of the coin. He says, but those who hear, remember we said there's a difference between listening and hearing. But those who hear my instruction and ignore them are foolish. Man, I tell you what, what do I say every week? I'm preaching to me. I got a mirror. I hear a lot of things that God says. Right? And sometimes I don't listen to it as close as I should. Anybody else? You don't have to raise your hand. You just say, mm. You know, we hear those things and we know. I don't think anybody here will dispute that God's way is the best way. But we still want to drive sometimes, don't we? We do. And look what it says happens there. It says, but if we ignore them, we, they are foolish, right? Like a man who builds his house on sand. Again, when he was telling the folks, the disciples, they were talking about that sand. Even our, the sand that we talked about, we wouldn't really want to do that. They'll wash out and things like that. But the sand he's talking about doesn't even absorb anything. It's like broken little rocks. And so it's just going to get washed out and washed over, right? He said, for when the rain and floods come and the storm wind beats against this house, it will fall with a mighty crash. Man, how many have done things their way and sometimes go, that was not the best way? How many are glad that they pray sometimes and, and man, try to manipulate things and then when you finally get it your way, you wish and you didn't have it your way? Yeah, and I'm not talking about Burger King. I'm talking about in life, you know? Yeah, man, I just, man, if I could just get this, if I could just do this and, and all these different things. But today as we walk through, I want, to see, I want us to see how God chose us to how to respond to the storms of life. And I wrote this down. I said no to something. Both houses were in the storm. We're going to have storms in our life. Amen. We're going to have storms. You know, if, if you think you're going to walk through this life and not, not be touched by some things, it's wrong. But I tell you what, as we build up and we set our house upon that rock, when those times do come, it's the difference between survival and getting a mighty crash down in our life. So I said, look at this. Both houses were in the storm, but only the house built on solid rock survived. 
You ever met folks, they go through different things and it just, man, if they take time to give their testimony, you're going, how are they still standing? And they say one word, Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Jesus. He's always working together for our good. So here's my point. We, all, we are all going to have storms in our life. But to survive the storm, we need to be grounded in the word of God, in the faith of God, in the promises of God. So three things you can put down on this. I said, listen, follow, and apply. That's what we want to do. Not just be hearers, right? But we want to be doers. So as we went through our study, I, I told everybody, I, let me tell you how much I appreciate the folks on Tuesday night. We're just talking and we're just praying and we're doing things. And so many things that give such great insight. You know, that does not mean that we're sitting around the table of Bible scholars. There's brothers and sisters in the Lord and the Holy Spirit's moving through them and sharing testimony and sharing things right where they are. And it's so rich and powerful. I just can't stress that enough. If you're feeling a little low through the week, this will surely fill you up. I want you guys to know everybody and you can start anytime. Well, let's take a look at this. One of the things I think I would do if I was in that wadi. I'd be crying out. How about y'all? The Lord saved me, right? Let's get some scripture with that. Psalm 41 and 2 says this. Psalm says, I wait patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. And the mire. He, set on, he set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Everybody knows I'm on the countdown. I think me and Gene are racing to the doctor to see who's going to get cut first here. We got a lot of stuff going on, but we're going to come out on top. But I can tell you this. It's really good when you got somebody to steady you when you're getting back up on your feet. Amen. And I, when I read that, I said, boy, I, I, I realize the, uh, the blessing of having somebody near you that you can grab hold of. I realize that. You know, the other day we were at the football game. And we were getting ready to walk out, and I saw an older gentleman sitting down, and he was trying to get up, and he couldn't get up. And Denise went, boom. She didn't even have to go like that. I was already on it. I gave her, like, all my leftover uh, popcorn and everything else, gave it to her. I went around, and, and I went up to this man. I didn't want to snatch on him or anything or anything. I wanted to maintain his dignity and everything. I said, how you doing today, partner? He said, I said, can I give you a hand? He said, well, I just can't get up. And while I was talking to him, I said, man, it looks like you're doing pretty good. Set him right up and let him grab that thing. I said, you got it from there? He goes, yeah. I started walking away. He said, son, I really appreciate that. Now, I'm not saying, boy, Pastor Buddy, he's just amazing. That's not what I'm saying. But are we looking for those opportunities to help others that might just need a little hand up? Need somebody to come along and steady them? Now, we know ultimately that we are on the rock of Christ and we're, we are steadied by the word of God. But let me tell you, friends, God will use you. Your hands, your ears, your talents, your testimony to help steady others throughout the day. Amen. So let's be aware of those things. You know, and I, I believe this. I think all of us can lose our way along the way. Amen. We can lose that footing. But you know what? How often do we cry out? Do we cry out to the Lord? Over and over, I was sitting there thinking all the scripture about, and, and he heard their cry. And he heard their cry. You know, I'm not talking about just whining. I know we can do that pretty good. Anybody else? I know I can just be whining about this. But I'm talking about, just like Tony was talking about, when, we, when we're singing today, singing that love song, Lord, it's not a perfect prayer that's dotted and crossed. It's like, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. You know, when you think about that, how often do we miss opportunities that, that we could just cry out to God in an instant and he can change everything? change our life bring comfort bring healing amen so you know what i'm just telling you this you don't have to do it on your own 
God's there for you and so are we. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. What would be some examples of building the, the uh, building on the sand in our lives? That was one of our questions. I really like that. And you said, what, what are you talking about? They were talking about, well, you know, you're talking about the, ha- the house on the rock. Uh, Jesus was talking about the house on the sand. And I thought, well, that's a great question. Because today, spiritually speaking, and even in the physical, what do we do? We, we do a lot of sand building in our life. What do you mean? Maybe it's, I can do it on my own. See, that's not being built on the rock of the Lord. That's what I'm talking about here. What are some other things? Thinking about that. Oh, I got a 401k. I'm good. I don't need this. Investing in other things instead of the Lord. See, that should be our top priority, putting our faith and trust in the Lord. And then the Lord will lead God and direct us. Now, I don't think those things are bad things at all. I think God blesses us to have those. But I'm telling you, I want to get our focus. I want to sharpen that arrow and go, hey, man, what is the target we're looking for? That we want to be building our life for kingdom principles for the long haul. I'll probably get into it later here. I tell you, I want to continue to lift up, you know, France. Man, that's terrible. So many different things going on around the world. You know, in an instant, things can change. You know, I try to pull out the positive every week. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot of positive. But I'm going to tell you something else. There's a lot of bad stuff happening. I don't want us to be blind to that. I want us to be prepared. I want us to be building on the solid ground. I want us to know that God's got our back in the midst of this. But you know what? To be aware and be looking for opportunities to love people right where they're at. So we can, we can uh, clean up the act a lot by just putting God first. Amen? So many times we want to be first. But I'm going to tell you what. That's not the case. God has got more than enough for us to uh, hold on to. Had a couple of other things here. Let's take a look at this. See, a lot of times we're talking about pride and things that cause, you know, ego, edging God out. I said, when we place our ways above God's ways, it's edging him out. But as we usually find out, it doesn't take long before we end up crying out. And that's okay because God is there to rescue us. God is willing. He's able. He's loving enough to hear our cries, to reach down and pull us out from our mess to restore us. If, you know, if you talk to many people that are going through a tough time, I guarantee you somewhere in that conversation... It will be that they feel like they missed the mark. They feel like, man, maybe I'm just too far gone. Man, maybe if I would have done this. But you know what? Here's the thing. When we come across folks like that or when we feel like that looking in the mirror ourselves, let's look back who's holding our salvation. Let's look back who has paid the price in full. Let's look at how we're building our house. And if we need to make some adjustments, let's make some adjustments. Course corrections are necessary all the time. But I'm going to tell you what. We've got to be focused on the one who knows the way. I was thinking, it's funny, I'm going to share a little something here. You ever get something on your mind and it just pops up from time to time, year after year, and you just, man, I really need to do that. I really need to do that. Well, I think most of y'all know I love playing the guitar. And when I was 14 years old, there was a long-haired hippie guy that took me under his wing and showed me everything about the guitar. Week after week, day after day, night after night, never charged me, never anything else. Show me how to play the guitar over and this and that, back and forth, all these things, you know. And that's when I was about 14. He was like 20. You know, most folks, when they're 20 years old, they don't have time for somebody 14 years old. But he knew that I loved playing the guitar. He'd give me something, I'd practice it over and over and over, you know. And time would go by, and probably the time I got about 18 or 20, kind of lost track, and he moved and all those things. But I never forgot about the guy that showed me how to play the guitar. And I know now, 
years down, 30-some years later, that God was using that man in my life even back then so that I could be able to use the gift that God's given me to further the kingdom. But there's always been something bugging me. I want to make sure my buddy knows about the kingdom of God. All those years, I couldn't find him. I couldn't find him. I knew about where he lived and all this stuff. And so Friday night, I said, I'm going to find that guy. And listen to this, how crazy this is. I got on the internet and I start looking, I start looking. And I found out his brother died in an old obituary in 2008. And I went through there and I found his sister. And when I found his sister, I said, I bet you his sister's got a Facebook. And I found his sister, who just happens to be a real dug-in believer building her house on the rock. And I said, how am I going to write to this lady that doesn't even know me? <laughs> She's going to think I'm crazy. She's going to think I'm a stalker. So, I, yeah, I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to, Lord, give me the words to use this divine. Lord, I'm trusting this is a divine appointment here. I'm losing myself. I'm stepping out. I'm going to trust you, Lord, to make a difference in this thing. So I prayed. I said, hey, boom, here it is. Your brother spent a lot of time with me and stuff. This is what God's been doing in my life. This is how, you know, think about this. This is how the Lord used your brother way back then to impact my life. That now we get to have the opportunity to pray, play with others and do things and, and reach people for Christ. Didn't hear anything. Next day, boom, she writes me a a long letter. She said, let me tell you something. I believe that God is going to use you to bring my brother in. She says, I pray all the time that God will put somebody in the path that he'd listen to because he's not listening to me. And she said, but I will not give up on him. Let me, let me ask you, do you think he's a good guy? He's a great guy. You can be a great guy and a great gal, but do you know Jesus? All right. So I'm coming home last night. And I said, look, this is my phone number. This is this and everything else. And she, she calls me. She says, hey, my brother is waiting for you to call him. I'm going to give you a number. She said, but let me tell you something. She says, I'm praying right now when you guys get to, get to talk that God is going to use you in a mighty way to bring him in. I said, amen. So I called my friend. And I said, hey, man, what's going on? He goes, He's in Carolina. And he says, Man, buddy, your voice has changed. <laughs> I said, I'm 50. I'm not 18 anymore. You know, he goes, man. And he goes, wow. And we're talking about music and we're talking about this. And, and every time I can, I start telling him about how the Lord's been doing that. Tell him how the Lord's been doing that. And you would think people would forget stuff over 30 years. You know what he told me? And this is, this is, this, I'm just telling you. Please just hear what I'm saying. I'm not lifting up anything, my family, anything else like this. I'm, I want you to hear the point of this. The number one thing that guy talked about, he says, how's your mom and daddy doing? I said, well, I lost my dad about four years ago. He said, man, I hate to hear that. How's your mama? I said, she's doing all right. He says, you tell your mama that I love her. And I never forget about her sending me groceries when I didn't have nothing. 30 years. Not, hey man, what type of motorcycle you got? Hey man, what type of music? Boom. Those things that you do, not under the light, low profile. Hey man, I know you're not working. I know this is going on. You're going through a tough time. We can do a little something. That was the thing. That was a, out of the whole conversation. He went back to that. 
So why do I bring that up? Because you know what? We can do the same things. Man, wouldn't you like somebody for 30 years, somebody go by and to think, see, usually what happens, 30 years go by and to remember the one thing that you didn't do or the thing that they misconstrued or whatever. But wasn't that a breath of fresh air? You know what? To just hear that. And I'm trusting that as I get to send some CDs and talk more and more to my buddy, that God's going to bring him into the kingdom. I want you guys to agree with me on that. That God will bring him in and we're going to love him right where he is. Because I'm going to tell you, he's worth it. You're worth it. They're worth it. But isn't it something? I could never let that go. In my heart, I was like, man, I just need to know. I just need to know. I want him to know. You know, here's somebody that invested in me, but now I got the greatest thing in the world to tell him about. I got to find him. Do you ever feel like that? Do you have that urgency? We should have that urgency every day. I was like, Lord, I'm not willing not to, to move on. And somebody said, well, why didn't you do that before? I tried before. I looked before. I called before. Numbers that were disconnected. Times he moved and things like that. I'm going to tell you what, I wasn't willing to give up. Who is it that God put in your life that you're not willing to give up on? Right? Let me tell you something. You are probably somebody that, that they didn't give up on. Does that make sense? I know before I got saved, my neighbors were so good to me when I lived in Fox Hill. I had all the same answers that people said. They said, hey, why don't you come to church? And I said, oh, the building will fall down. And you know what they did? They said, well, the door's always open. They always loved me where I was at to try to get me to where I needed to be in the presence of God. And time goes by and times go by and times go by. Every now and then they'll pop in here. And it just humbles me because I thought, man, I'm so thankful they never gave up on me. They never put me down. They never, they never sized me up. They just say, hey, you know what? I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I didn't even understand what that meant then. But I do now. And there is power in prayer. You know what? Somebody was crying out on my behalf. Somebody was crying out on your behalf. You're probably the answer to your grandparents' prayer. I don't know. Maybe your answer to some prayers that we had in here. Who is it that God's going to use you this week to bring that good news? Amen. I just want to throw that in there because you know what? Ultimately, I'm going to tie it back in. We're going to follow the shepherd. He's got the best path. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing okay? Good, good, good. All right. Well, sometimes when you're in those pits, there's nowhere to look but up. Amen. And it's not, a, it's not a good place to be, but I'm going to tell you what, God can do some good work in those places, can he? He really can. Look at this, Psalm 105, 4. It says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. I wrote this down. I said, I think many times we spend too much time looking at his hand and not his face. We look for what we can get instead of who he is. You think about that. What can I get? Lord, I need, I need, I need. Bill and Peggy had a little something that they shared with me today. It was a beautiful little message. And they're talking about, I, I, I don't know if it's Heaven's Grocery Store or something like that. And it was just talking about how everything we need is found in Christ. You can get a, you know, you can get a daily dose of grace, a daily dose of mercy. You know, go down the aisle and pick up some peace. I thought it was so great that, that they shared that. But you know what? I want us to know that that's what we can do when we look up. We, we can have the assurance that God is for us. I think so many times we miss the relationship because we just want the resources. You ever thought about that? 
We just want the resources sometimes, if we're honest. What can I get out of that? What can I get out of that? We might not start out that way, but sometimes, sometimes it's, it, it ends up that way. I want now to just kind of recalibrate our hearts to realize, you know what? It's about the relationship, not the resources. Because if you've got the relationship, you got the resources. My dad used to tell me this all the time. I'd go out and buy stuff, and he'd go, man, you should have checked with me first. I probably got that somewhere in the garage. What do you do? You know, because he saved everything. And he would say this, say this, I say this to my boys and I say this to our church family. And I love this. My dad used to say, son, but listen, if I got it, you got it. If I got it, you got it. Man, that's good news, isn't it? That's reaching back. That's resource. God's telling you today, I believe he's got it. So you can have it. How do we go about that? You know what? Sometimes we need to just look up, plug in, grab hold. Amen. You know, it's amazing. You think about that. I thought about that last night. I thought, every tool that my dad had, I got access to it. Didn't matter what car he had, I had access to it. Whatever it was. That's pretty amazing. But my dad had limited resources. I have limited resources. You have limited resources. We serve a God that is unlimited in resources. But it comes from the relationship. If you're seeking the resources, that's one thing. But if you seek the relationship, you get it all. So that's what I want you to take away from that today. Let's take a look at this. I said, when you're flat on your back, looking up becomes natural. You said, what do you mean? Anybody didn't spend any time in the hospital? I've been pretty fortunate, not, not a whole lot. But I tell you what. When you're in that situation and everybody leaves and everything's gone and you hear that beep, 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 and it's just you, you start thinking a little bit, don't you? You know, over and over. And you think, man, what's the big picture? What's the big deal? I don't know about you guys, but I know towards the end of the year, and I try to do this throughout. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older or whatever, but towards the end of the year, I do a real big evaluation on my life. How about you guys? I go, wow, it's Christmas time. We're starting a new year. Lord, what is it you have us to do? Lord, what is it that you gave me to do that this year that I didn't do? You know? What am I saying? I don't think we need to wait to the end of the year. Maybe it's at the end of the day, Lord, did I miss something? Lord, throughout the day, Lord, was there something that you wanted me to do? Lord, was there something you wanted me to say? You ever walk somewhere and you go by and you go, I think I'm supposed to go back here and say something or do something, you know? How many times do we miss that? Do we miss that? I hope today as we look at this, as we look up and plug in and listen to what God has, that we calibrate our hearts and say, Lord, I just want to hear you better. But if that's the case, will we listen any better? I pray that we're better hearers. I pray that we're better listeners. Start with me. I pray that, that, that Lord, that, that I stop when you say stop. I run when you say run. I turn when you say turn. You know? That's a pretty big task, isn't it? It is if you're doing it on your own. But if we are led by his spirit, he will lead God and direct us if we follow the shepherd. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Got some more encouraging scriptures for you. I love this scripture. Jeremiah 20, uh, 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Man. What would happen 
if we just took God at his word. If we said, you know what, I'm not going to believe the weather report. I'm not going to believe what they say here. I'm not going to. I'm going to go with this. I'm not going to believe the doctor report. And don't get me wrong. I'm not being saying being foolish. But we put God's word first and trust that over everything else. We put God's promises first, and we say, you know what? I know it doesn't look like that over here, but I, I know what God said about this. You know, I, I know things are not coming around right here, but you know what? He's working a lot of the things together for the good, and I want us to see that over and over and over. I said, man, what a promise we have. I think many times we seek half-heartedly. Do you believe the Lord is who he says he is? Do you ever have to do that sometimes? Things, the storm is crashing up against your house. Things are going on, and you just go, wait a minute. This is not supposed to be happening to me. I'm a Christian. I bet you God laughs. laughs. I told you it stormed on both houses. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I'm doing everything right. Not. Yeah. Jesus did everything right. What they do to him? They crucified him. You know what I mean? So, so think about that. There's so many things in life that we try to put into our tiny little mind. But if we would just put the truth of God's word into our tiny little mind, I think it would expand our mind so that we'd understand better. I hope that made some sense. If we would just trust what he said. And I'm not telling you that it's easy. I'm not telling you that, that that's something that I do all the time. It's a piece of cake. I'm saying that we're growing in a relationship and it takes time and it takes investment. Amen. Anything that's going to grow is going to take investment. So over and over, we need to take a look at that. I wrote this down. I said, have you thought about the depth of the love of someone that was willing to die for you? Last night, I clicked on the news. And I, I heard some of the stories about this craziness in, in, in Paris. There was a 22-year-old girl, and she had wrote this letter, and she survived. And I tell you what, I cried like a baby. Because I'm going to tell you, she says, I want the people that lost their life, I want them to know that the last thing that was going on through their minds, the people that I talked to, was not the fear of the people that did this. It was the love of the people that they would miss. Wow. It was, she said, as I laid there pretending to be dead, she said, I saw the faces of everybody that God put in my life. And I said, I love you. Woo. Now everything's stripped away now, right? It's not comfortable. It's not this. She said, as I laid in the blood of other people, I realized a few things. And you have to listen to the interview and stuff like that. She says, I want to thank the man that picked me up. I want to thank the people that said, wait, I'll go buy you clothes. Take those bloodstained clothes off. Hey, I'll sit with you till we find your family. Man, people stepped up and they were there. That compassion, those things. So even though she was face down, she was still looking up. She says, I don't want people to just see this as all the bad. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's absolutely terrible. She agreed with that. She said, but I want you to also see how the others rose up in the midst of this. I pray that we're a church that rises up. I pray that we don't have to go through that to rise up. You see what I'm saying? I pray that we rise up through the things that we can see and that we learn and the people that we love today. When's the last time you just told someone, hey, I just want to tell you I love you. I'm not being crazy about that. If you're a tough guy, that don't mean nothing else. I can tell you what, I have seen, I know a lot of tough guys when I grew up. But I'm going to tell you one thing. 
I've seen them when we were at funerals. And I've seen them, man, they'll grab you by the neck and they won't let you go. Because they want to know, want you to know, hey, man, you made a difference. Let me tell you, everybody in here is a difference maker. Every single person. So if nobody else tells you that, I'm telling you that. You're making a difference being here. You're making a difference carrying the word from here, out there. You're making a difference in your family. When you get up and you go to church and they don't, you just made a difference in their life. You're not pointing your finger at them. You're not putting them down. You're saying that Jesus Christ is a priority in my life and I'm going to worship him. That's what it says to me. You don't have to say a word. Because they know. Wait a minute. What's going on here? There's something that matters here. Why is mom and dad going? Why does my brother go? Why is that? You might be, you hear this many times, the only Bible they see. And you know what? Guess what? They will find a wrinkle on your page. <laughs> okay? Let me just tell you. They will find it. Well, I thought that, you know, guess what? Like I tell them, I don't want to let y'all down. But I will. Because I'm a man. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to do everything I can to point you to the one who won't. So pray for your friends, pray for your family, pray for your pastor. Pray for those folks, man. There's always uh, something to pray about. I had a few things in here. I said, you know, it's just, it's, it's just huge to think about somebody laying their life down. They talked about one guy. A lot of people, when this thing, I'm going back to this Paris deal for just a second. Not to glorify that, but for us to pull some good out of it. And they were talking about last night. They said they didn't even realize what was going on. You know, there's a concert or something. It's like, is this part of the show? I mean, can you, can you imagine what's going on in your mind? I mean, I've been around. I've seen some wrecks and I've seen some things. And I'm thinking, what just happened? What just happened here? You know? But they took the time to evaluate that. And they had some people. There was one guy said he come face to face with an attacker. And he was just like... See, a lot of times we're going, well, if I was there, I'd do this. If I was this, I would do that. All that. Let me tell you what. I know a guy that used to think like that when I was younger. Well, if that happened to me, I'd do this. And if they said that to me, I'd do that. And guess what? When this stuff happened to me, I was just like this. Just like everybody else. It took me by surprise. So many things take you by surprise. What I want to do today is, is gird ourselves up in the Word so things won't take us by surprise. The enemy wants to come and kill, steal, and destroy, right? So don't think he's out to just bruise. He wants to take you out. But this is the thing is this is not a sermon of fear. It's a sermon of faith. This is a teaching on what God has done and what, how God will provide. But I, I don't want us to be naive about the things that are going on in the world, okay? I want us to be aware, but I also want us to know that, you know what? We're overcomers in Christ. Everybody doing good with that? Oh, man. I wrote this down here. I said, you know. I had a few things I want to, I got kind of sidetracked here, but I, I, I thought about this. We talked about people giving their life, you know, Jesus Christ giving us life. We talk about, you know, today I want to recognize the veterans. So many people have given their life so that we have freedom and served and things like that. But let's drop it down a little bit. What about just being grateful? This is about being grateful. So I started thinking about some things being grateful. When's the last time you, you thank your mama for packing your lunch? <laughs> you know, have you been grateful for that? Or last time that, that you know what, you just said, you know what, I'm going to go next door and see if my neighbor needs a little something. Or, or you know what, I just want to take some time and let you know that you know what, you spoke into my life years and years ago. It made a difference. Isn't that something? I got a uh, text about a year or so ago from a girl that was dating one of my buddies and his, my buddy's sister died. 
This is going back. I had never done a funeral. Didn't know anything about anything about anything. All I know is I love Jesus and he gave me a few songs that I'm going to tell anybody to listen. Well, my, my buddy's family was like my family. We didn't grow up in church. But a lady had called me and said, you know, this particular sister that you guys grew up with is not doing good. Could you go to the hospital? I said, I sure will. Went to the hospital and led my buddy's uh, sister to the Lord. The next day she, she died. She died on uh, resurrection day. Something else. It's a big family, you know. They'd never dealt with anything like that. Something that's close to home. I mean, for me, but this is their family. And I'm, Lord, how do I love on them? What's your plan? What's going on? What's the, what's the funeral? What's the setup? You know, what's going on? I'm sitting on the sideline. And my buddy calls me and says, hey, mom says you need to be here at such and such to do what you do. I said, what do I do? He says, I don't know what you do, but mom said. See, that means something in the neighborhood. Your mom, his mom said, we got to go. I got to go. If you notice when something like that comes up, I'm going to go. And I go, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. They didn't have a big funeral. They didn't have all these big different things like that. They were hurting and they had lost somebody. And I said, Lord, what in the world do I say? And I prayed and I prayed and I looked up all these fancy things and all this stuff. And I heard the Lord speak to me. And I've never changed doing a funeral since that day the Lord whispered to me. He says, glorify God, honor their memory, point them to Jesus. I said, I can handle that with your help, Lord. So I got there and I told them about an awesome and amazing God. And I got there and I glorified, you know, uh, glorified God with those things. And I, and I honored the memory of, of, of their sister, who was like a sister to me. I spent a lot of time in that house. And then I pointed them to Jesus. And half the house got saved. Isn't that amazing? God's so good. And my buddy's girlfriend, she got it. I mean, you know, sometimes people just get, she got it. She was hungry for the, for the Lord. Bought her a Bible, signed it and everything, put it in there. And then they broke up. Didn't see her for years and years and years and years and years. And I guess it was last year. She sent me a note. She says, I often think about you. Please, this is not a buddy thing. Please. I'm talking about how I didn't know those things. I was just, I was just faithful with what God had told me to do. That's what I want you to draw out of this. She says, you know what? I moved. Doing this God's working in my life. I'm teaching the, teaching the Sunday school lesson where the kids, me and my daughter, switch back and forth on that. I thought, isn't that amazing? Why do you bring this up? I'll tell you why. Because you might not think you're making a difference. You might not think that you're helping somebody look up. But I'm going to tell you, every day God gives us opportunities to do that. Don't miss them. And you know what? You may not ever hear about it. But wouldn't it be cool when you're praising the Lord and having somebody go, Hey, I'm here because you told me about Jesus. Wouldn't that be amazing? I'm here because you put money in the, in, in the pig at church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody bought a Bible track and so they shared it with me. You know what I mean? All those different things. There's a lot of different ways that we can serve. So, so look at this here. There's always something that God's got for us. There's always something that God can use in your life. So sometimes when it's on our own, we're crying out. Sometimes it's looking up and sometimes it's pointing up to let people know, you know what? You're not in this thing alone. Let's keep on moving. So think about this here. I said, what do you do when you've done all you know to do? Mm, amen. Stand. Talks about that in Ephesians chapter 6. Look at this. I love this scripture too. 
Joshua 23, 8 says, but you are to cling to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. Stand, hold on, trust the God, trust God. Sometimes that's all you got left. Man, it's something about clinging on to something, something about holding on to something. Man, I don't know about this. I don't know how exactly all it's going to be in heaven. But I'm going to tell you, if I get this opportunity, if you're looking for me there, I'm going to be the guy that says, I'm on Jesus' lap. Hold me. Just hold me. Hug me. Grab hold of me. Man, isn't that something? There was a little boy that lived next door to us when we were growing up, and I was a little bit older than him. And, and, and every time he would fall down, anything would happen. He'd go, oh, oh. And he would just go, Grandmama, hold me. Just like that. Hold me. I think about when we praise the Lord and our hearts open, our arms up like that. Hold me, Lord. I had a friend of mine, the wonderful lady in the Lord, and she said she loved to fly kites. I said, why? She says, because I feel like I'm dancing with my father, my heavenly father. Every time I turned around, I said, what's going on? She said, I think she's going to go fly a kite. And I thought, well, what do you mean? She was talking about it because in, in her mind, that was her connection. She would get out there and praise the Lord and do things like that. What is it that draws you closer to the Lord? What is it that, that you know what, that you're holding on to right now that, that you know, you just, Lord, I'm gonna, I got to trust that you're going to work this thing out. Don't lose your grip, right? Keep on trusting, keep on going, keep on loving, right? Let me give you some more scripture here. Romans 8, 28, I love this. And we know that God calls us everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. Like I said, God's called us to be different makers. He's working things out all the time. Sometimes we got as, as we get closer with the Lord, stepping out should be second nature. Sometimes stepping back should be second, second nature as well. Now, I, I, I want to be first. No, no, step, go right ahead. Go right along. But you know what? What is it that the Lord spoke in your heart maybe years ago, maybe 10 years ago, Maybe 20 years ago, that you kind of just pressed down and said, I'm too old now. Uh, don't have enough to do this. Wh whatever that is, I want to be the one to encourage you, as well as your church family. Hold on to that. Bring it back to the service. Lord, you know, I remember you promised me, and you set this purpose in my heart. Maybe I took a turn here, and I took a turn here, and I took a turn here, and I was down in that wide A. And the water came and washed me out and everything else. And now I'm in this miry month. But Lord, your word says you'll pull me out. You said when I seek you and seek you with all my heart that I'll find you. Lord, I'm seeking you. I'm crying out to you, Lord. I'm trusting, Lord, that you know what? You got a big plan for me. I'm looking up now, Lord, after all these years and all these things and all this stuff. What is it? You know what? I think God is so good and so big and so awesome and loves you so much that he'll tell you. I think he'll show you. I think he'll put people in your life to help you with that. See, a lot of times we get, the, we get, a, we get a word from the Lord and we say, okay, it's all me now. He didn't just hand you the football and not block for you, right? He's there for you. He's made a difference in our life. So we need to continue to keep on. I pray today that you know what, that, that not only do we listen to the word, I mean, hear the word, but be listeners of the word so that we grow our faith down deep in the promises of God. This wasn't a real hard message to follow. There's a lot of stuff going in the world to try to pull it all together. This is some things here. We have an amazing role model, and his name is Jesus Christ. We have 
the rock that we can build on. His name is Jesus Christ. Sometimes we get washed out, washed down, beat up, everything else. Cry out to God. Let him know your heart. He knows it, but you know what? Sometimes when we, we vocalize it, we start to understand, wow, there's something going on here. Keep looking up. Keep holding on. And remember this, you're not alone. Why is it when you go through something that's bad, it's really bad if you go through it alone? Why is it that it gets just a little bit better when you're going through it with somebody else? You know? How much better is it when you're going through with the one that can make the difference, the one that makes the changes, the one that can say, be still? I want to tell you this, and many of y'all know this. A lot of times we just want it to stop. Take me out, coach, I had enough. And it doesn't. Does that mean God's not God? Absolutely not. But it means that, you know what, he's working all things together for the good. So sometimes you say, well, man, do you ever get mad at God? I know people get mad at God. Maybe there's been a time that I've been mad at God, but I tell you, as I, I walk by, I, I really get mad at myself. Why do you get mad at yourself? You don't stay there. But I'll just say, because I know that I have the Spirit of the Lord living in me. And I know that God is good. And I know that God works all things together for the good. And I know I don't understand everything else. But if I just act on the things that I do know, I'd be a whole lot better off. How about you? And we know that Jesus is the risen Savior. We know that he gave his life to wash our sins away. We know that we are never alone when we've got Christ in our life. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that, you know what, that you've given us the path. That you've given us the promise. And you've given us opportunities day after day to follow the shepherd, Lord. And I pray that, you know what, that, that we choose wise and that we follow you, Lord, and we listen. And not only do we listen, that Lord, that... Uh, that we follow and that we are the wise ones. And Lord, I thank you for when we do make the, the path, uh, that fall off the path and get into those areas that, that your love and the truth of your gospel brings us back. And I pray this week, Lord, I pray starting right now that we allow your word and your love to cultivate a heart of gratitude. Thanksgiving's coming. We don't have to wait till then. As Christians, we should have a heart that is cultivated by the love of Christ for the people of Christ. The ones that he has now and the ones that he will bring in later. Not just the church, but to expand the church and be kingdom-minded to reach those who don't know. I think about my friend over and over and over. And I thought all those times, things have passed by. And I don't know for sure if he knows the Lord, but I tell you what, I will know for sure that he knows the Lord. Has an opportunity at least. And I'm trusting that God will divinely guide my words and my steps or whoever. It doesn't have to be me. I don't care. But what I do care about is people knowing Christ. So let me ask you today, friends, do you know Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you know that if today was your last day here on earth, that you spend the rest of eternity with the Lord? Well, you say, how can I know that? The Word says, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, we can hold on to that. We can be secure in that. And even if you lose your grip, God never does. Because he sets you in the family for eternity. If you're here today and you say, man, I missed the mark. Well, join the crowd. 
I'm going to tell you what. God is not willing to give up on you, and neither are we. So, Lord, we ask you to come into our life. Forgive us when we fall short. Strengthen us, Lord, for this week. Give us a heart of gratitude in 2020 in the spiritual to see what you would have us do. Help us to listen. Help us to learn. Help to apply. And help us to move forward to make a kingdom difference for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.